Now, uh, Kate Gunn uh, joins us in studio. She's a writer and uh, a few years ago she wrote a book called Accidental Soberista, The Accidental Soberista, about her experience of giving up a drink for a month and then staying off it forever. Isn't that correct? It is. Now, now, as it happens, it wasn't January, it was October, but but we're in the middle of uh, dry January um, and uh, we, we thought we'd go out and measure uh, people's reaction to the concept and drink in general and giving up the drink and all that. Uh, and Sinead Neulicon is on the line. Hello, Sinead. Hello, Ray. Greetings from Dublin. Yes. So we're doing something a little bit different today because we've sent you out to, to, to gauge people's reaction uh, to dry January and drink. we better get your story first, if you don't yeah. mind. Yeah. Well, dry January, I haven't done it in the past. I've tried a few years in a row, but January is the time of year when there's not much happening. It's quiet. You're strapped for cash. Your body, I suppose, isn't as healthy as it was perhaps uh, during the year because of all the food that has been consumed at Christmas time and the drink as well. So I did try it a few years, but I was a little bit hard on myself because it wasn't that I was just trying to do dry January, but I was trying to go to the gym. I was trying to cut out chocolate. I was trying to cut out sugar. And I think I had too much on my plate. Mm. So I've never been successful, but I have been successful doing a dry month. Uh So last year, um, after my birthday in March, I decided that I'd try and give up the drink for a little while. So I lasted for, I would say, about a month in around a month so I went out the night of the 3rd of March my birthday is the 4th and I woke up on the 4th and I just felt a little bit weak uh, unhappy unhealthy I had a pain in my head and I thought to myself look don't carry on like this so I did it for about three weeks or so and I was successful and it was really gradually that I included or brought alcohol back into my life again a lot had to do with social settings and meeting friends and things can I ask you can I ask you did you appreciate any of the pluses of not drinking while you were off it I did I had more money I felt healthier Mm. I felt smog in the mornings waking up and feeling like um, like I was fresher than I would have been had I been drinking mm. I felt like I had more energy my skin was better um, January is a month as I was saying after December and after eating everything around you my skin is in bits at the moment so I'm half considering dry January as well yeah. but I did feel better more money in my pocket that smugness and just an overall healthier feeling okay. but more energy Right, now your job today was to, to go out there and see what people were talking about and if they'd done it and would they do it and what did you find? Well I met Ray first and uh, he was reflecting on the month of December and how it's perhaps a good time the start of the new year to focus on dry January We all do a little bit more than we should over the Christmas so why not take a break one month of the year have you ever tried it? Not deliberately. <laughs> but yeah, I, I've got a month. Probably builds up your enjoyment for February. <laughs> you get into a rut where you're, you're drinking for the sake of drinking. But if you give it up for a month, then when the month's up, you're almost forgetting that you wanted a drink and you might even stretch it out an extra week. Is a lot of what we do wrapped up with drinking when it comes to socialising? 
Uh, not as much as it used to be. The younger generation and the older generation, that middle generation, my age, 30, 40, 50, probably don't socialise as much in pubs like we used to, that kind of thing. Definitely a lot of the people that have come into Ireland don't generally drink in pubs. I, I know up by me in Charlestown, all the pubs are closed by one hotel because nobody goes to the pubs anymore. Yeah, so that's Ray there. Mm. I met uh, Mary as well. Mary doesn't drink, but she had an interesting insight. Dry January doesn't really affect me because I'm not a drinker and neither is my husband. So dry January is probably more about uh, cutting back a few calories rather than any of the alcohol. I suppose I admire people who, who do it because obviously people like a drink and I know life is stressful and some people like the glass of wine or the few pints at the weekend and probably people when they socialise in a pub might find it difficult but I know a lot of people who don't drink in January so I think if it's for you good for you if not no judgment non-judgmental Mary yeah it's a good way to be Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Leila is 19 I yes. have never actually tried it myself. If I've done it, it's been unintentionally, but I've never actually set out and been like, I'm going to try go the months without drinking. It's mostly that like I'm not really bothered to go out and I just do it anyways without actually intentionally making an effort to do it. I would probably go out only on occasions for the likes of birthdays, family things, but like my family and myself were not big drinkers, so we wouldn't really drink at home like some of my friends' families would and stuff like that. It could really improve people's not only mental health, but physical health too, to just do the month after and kind of recover and stuff because after you do go through all this kind of alcohol and stuff your body just kind of feels more fatigued and stuff so it would be very nice to put your head down and try go the month without it and see how much better you would feel rather than the rest of the year when you have so many occasions to drink for the likes of Paddy's Day and Christmas and you know all the excuses like oh my god it's Christmas we may as well just drink that kind of stuff so I'd say it could improve a lot of people's lives if they actually tried Do hangovers get worse as you get older? Now, I'm only 19, so I don't know, but I've had quite the bad few hangovers now since I was younger, because obviously, you know, as you get older and you go mad, I think it just takes a toll on you after time, and especially if you are a big drinker, kind of like a weekend drinker and stuff, week after week after week, as you get older, I don't think your body can actually take it as much as you can when you are, like, my age or something, so, but I even feel that hangers that I got even last year compared to this year, like, I kind of wake up feeling so much more tired, whereas I wouldn't be hopping out of bed being like, right, I'm tired, but not that I'm not incapable of doing something, I'm thinking I'm stuck in bed now, and that's why I don't really like drinking, I hate that feeling so I think hangovers actually do get quite worse How's Leila there? Yeah and it does take its toll it's not just the night that you go out drinking but it's the following day as well and perhaps even the day after And Martin um, he was in the throes of a hangover when you met him I'm after having surgery so you're having a lot of drink for the last year in fact I went out last night and had eight points I'm absolutely devastated by this now. And do you regret having the pints? No, because I, I wanted to see the friends I haven't seen in three years. Where I, I regret this morning, yeah, I haven't... Yeah, I can't go to work, you know. Describe how you feel. Nausea. Yeah, nausea. Stomach upset. I just have to have a bowl of soup. <laughs> Did it go down easy? Yeah, 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 fairly easy, yeah. Considering how you felt this morning, would you consider giving up the drink for a longer period of time? Yeah, yeah, totally. Actually, give it up totally. Because... Since I had the surgery during the course of the year, I've only been out four times, and I literally don't miss it. I only went out to be social with the lads last I hadn't seen them in three years. You know? So, yeah, I would consider totally giving up drink, yeah. Mm-hmm. No problem. Yeah, you know, I, I won't touch a drink now for months now again, you know. You get too old, you're not used to hangovers then, you know. Just can't take them, you know. And the hangovers sometimes bleed into the next day as well. Well, I couldn't go to work today. 
simple. I drive a taxi, so um, it's totally illegal to, to follow a date to drive a taxi, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not only is it impacting your body, but your pocket as well? Correct, yeah. yeah. Financially, yeah, correct. I've lost a day's wages, plus a few bob for a few points last night. I feel his pain, uh, Martin. Yeah. Uh, Sinead, thank you so much for that. Um, did anybody no say problem. they didn't want to comment on their drinking habits? No, everyone was pretty open out with me yesterday evening when I was out and about. And um, yeah, very open. And it was funny because I did meet a good few people who didn't drink as well. Mm, mm, okay. And I was half expecting it to be, say, 50-50. But I would say it was more maybe 65-35. 65 non-drinkers. Non-drinkers, right. yes. That's, that's, interesting. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Sinead, thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. That's Sinead Neulik on there. Uh, Kate Gunn was listening to that and Kate uh, wrote a book called The Accidental Soberista uh, on her experience of giving up drink in October of 2016, Kate. Yes. Yes. Um, so, yeah, just listening to the callers there. Um, very interesting. I can definitely relate to the hangovers getting worse uh, as you get older. That definitely uh, rang true for me. But also, um, Sinead said there, you know, she was listing off all the different benefits that she had felt in those three weeks. And yet the draw is so um, hard. It, it pulls you back in, even okay. with all those benefits, you know. And your relationship with drink probably is echoed around the country. You started at 16, getting into pubs with fake ID, probably. Went, yeah. went to college, drank a lot. Absolutely, yeah. I had, like I would say, a totally uh, normal relationship with alcohol um, in Ireland. So, um, But this is a normal alcohol relationship with, uh, with alcohol in Ireland. That's interesting, isn't it? Because it's what's perceived to be normal in Ireland. Yeah, the cultural norms of the country that mm. we live in. Yeah. Um, you know, 16 probably would have been quite late <laughs> to, to start. Uh, and yes, with the fake IDs and in the pubs at like early ages. Um, and I drank all through college, through my 20s, when the kids were young. Um, never to work worrying levels. Um, It's that grey area drinking or mid-lane drinking um, where, you know, you're definitely not an alcoholic. You're definitely not a teetotaler. You're a moderate drinker. Sometimes you drink too much, sometimes not at all. Um, And I would say, you know, probably um, less than a lot of my friends, maybe a bit more than some, uh, but nothing that anyone would ever have said. Give us an example of your average behaviour, say, in your 30s. Um, in my 30s I had uh, three young kids yeah. so it would have been at home drinking um, would have shared a bottle of wine in the evening um, kind of got into a bad habit of, of maybe like most evenings every evening uh, I would say five or six <laughs> evenings right. so you'd be counting down to the kids in bed sharing that bottle of wine having like your own time in the day um, but of course me time me time. Wine then time. The, the <laughs> next day, of course, is harder because you've got the alcohol in your system and you're tired and then you're counting down to the next mm. evening. Um, so, yeah, same as same as so many mothers and fathers around yeah. the country, I'd say. But you didn't think you had a problem at all? Um, I didn't think I had a problem. Um, and again, in the cultural norms, I would say I didn't. Uh, but having given up and looking back, it, it seems crazy to me that, like, I drank that much and had those hangovers that were like, as I, as I got older, they got so bad, I might spend a whole day in bed uh, on a Saturday. And that might be after two glasses of wine or, um, you know, three quarters of a bottle. It, it would just depend on, on the day. Um, but I could spend a whole day in bed. Um, I would like, you know, have vomiting, be really bad. Uh, but even that, it wouldn't have questioned whether I would give up because that was inconceivable to me. Why inconceivable? Um, because nobody around me 
uh, didn't drink. Um, I couldn't imagine life without it. I couldn't imagine social situations without it. I'd been drinking since 16, um, hadn't kind of learned how to be without it. Um, so it was just, yeah, it, it, like the brain did not compute the possibility of giving up until I saw a couple of other people in my life give up. Because mm. I'd say people are listening to going, yeah, I, I just can't imagine life without drink. Mm. Uh, and particularly in this country, uh, because there is that culture. It seems yeah. to be changing slightly, is it? A hundred percent changing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So um, when I gave up, it, it would have been uh, very unusual. I just did a 30 days and then it continued on. Um, but nowadays it's much more acceptable. Um, you can even see all of the, the alcohol brands are bringing out those non-alcoholic uh, versions. Um, they're not stupid. They're doing it because the demand is there. Okay. Um, and all the stats back that up. Okay. So for people who want to do it, and you, it happened by accident away because it was 30 days. And, and what encouraged you to do more than 30 days? Um, we went into the 30 days. So myself and my partner did it together. So that was a big thing. I had somebody to do it with. Um, and we went into it um, with the view of, OK, what can we do out of this? We signed up to like a, a 10K run, um, focused on the mornings, um, really the benefits of, of what we were going to get out, out of those 30 days rather than, oh, my God, my life's over for 30 days. I'm going to hide away. Um, so those that month was was unexpectedly really good. Um, we saw loads of benefits and we thought, will we try this? We were doing like there was a, a no one year, no beer group. And we thought we'd do the 90 days. And that brought us up through Christmas. I thought, God, if we could do Christmas, we could do anything. So we literally did the th- 30 days, 90 days and then 365 days. Um, and after that, there was no going back. And what about all the, the people you mentioned earlier on that all, all your friends and and relative, I suppose, are all drinking, mm-hmm. and, and you were going out. And Kate, you have one. Well, you have. Um, yeah. So I think the message of that was like much easier because it was like, oh, I'm just off it for thirty uh-huh. days. So you weren't like going into this into the pub and going, oh, I don't drink anymore. Right. Um, <laughs> so it was just a thirty day yeah. thing, um, and then people very quickly just get used to the mm. fact that you're not drinking. And again all of those non-alcoholic options that are in the pubs these days, um, you don't stand out. You've got a beer in front of you or a fake gin and tonic or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I was reading an article you wrote back in 2017, so it was still fresh. Mm. Uh, and you were saying things about how people react to you and that maybe they're defensive because mm. you're holding a mirror up to their behaviour. Yeah, I think, and, you know, I'll say that I probably was that person before I gave up. So, you know, I would have been um, sat beside a non-drinker at a wedding, say, and be like, oh, my God, rolling my eyes like, you know, this is going to be painful. Um, But it's because you're then nervous about, you know, am I slurring? How am I coming across? Are they judging me? Um, so I've been on both sides um, and, you know, as a non-drinker now, uh, absolutely not judging you, you know, I'll, I'll, when when it starts to get repetitive and boring, twelve o'clock, I'm usually out of there. Um, but and I've you've seen, the car, and you've got the car. It's <laughs> the joy. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, it's I, I can see why people are defensive. Totally understand that. Yeah, it, it's odd because in all of those, although no really heavy drinkers in that in that those vox pops there, but everybody is aware of the harm the drink is doing to them, hmm. but yet they continue to drink. Yeah, it's that love hate relationship, and I think like if anybody kind of has been having those arguments with themselves or like, you know, I'm only going to drink on a, a Friday and Saturday night. I'm I'm only going to have three drinks if I go out. I'm only going to do And you're making these rules with yourself and you're making those rules with yourself because something's not right or it's starting to kind of take from mm. your life more than it's giving to it. Um, so I think, 
yeah, not everybody is ready to do the 30 days or, or, or give it up at, at all. But I think if you're starting to question things or you're getting kind of curious about this movement of, of people giving up, uh, then maybe something isn't right in your life and maybe you should try it. Uh, there's more information now than there would have been mm. 20 years ago about the harmful effects of drink. That's feeding into it as well, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think that's the motivating factor for most right, okay. people, but it definitely is like a huge long term. So what is the, what is the motivating factor then? Um, I think it's the the immediate results. You know, you you the whether you have like a goal in life or or you know some fitness thing you want to tick off, or you're feeling you're dragging yourself through the days. Like I felt, I was kind of operating at a sixty percent level and I just thought oh that's middle age mm. I'm just getting old and that's that's it um but the the energy that you get back and the sleep and all of the things that that you get back from it are phenomenal it's it's interesting you say that because people who are living their lives and 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 drinking away that that that's their normal they mm. don't have your version of the world yeah. to compare it to. Yeah. And so I was running at that 60% but had yeah. no idea that I was running at that I'm 60%. I'm wondering about the language, even dry January. Ah, oh, it's awful. Yeah, because you're abstaining, you're giving up. Yeah. Sobriety, depriving yourself. Yeah. They're all quite negative terms, aren't they? Uh, absolutely. And I think that switch to the positive has only come in recent years. Um, and what are, what, how do you do the positives? How do I do them? Yeah, but like, how do you sell it? Do you, and I know you're not evangelistic about this, but mm. I'm sure people are curious when they talk to you uh, and they ask you, you know, what are the benefits, Kate? Like, yeah. why, why should I do it? Yeah, like, so, like some of them were touched on there um, in, in the Vox Pops, but uh, the, the immediate ones for me were the, the amount of energy I had, the productivity, the clarity of mind, um, anxiety reduces, you got more money, your sleep is better. Uh, it's literally like relationships, your like parenting, every aspect right. of life <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> improves. So it's like the crazy thing is, you know, why do we go back to it? Yeah. Well, the buzz, the, the, you know, it gives me in social situations, it disinhibits me. It allows mm. me to be more social. That's, yeah. That's and as a, as an introvert, that was my problem. So I would go, you know, from 16, you know, I, find, I found when we started to go out to the pub, I would find myself uncomfortable in those big groups of people sitting in the pub. So that having that magical elixir that, that gave you confidence and made you comfortable um, was amazing. But then you're do, you're drinking in every social situation. So mm. you haven't learned to be who you really are in those social situations without it. So that's a that's a learning experience. You have to gain. Right. Your so confidence. how is it then in those situations without drink? So initially awkward. Um, so the first couple of times I did feel awkward. Um, so that was difficult. Um, but it it's like practice makes perfect. You go through a couple of those experiences. You get better at it. You know yourself better. I don't need to be the one at the table who's telling all the stories and, and talking the loudest. Yeah. I'm happy to kind of embrace that uh, person that I am. And you are now a non-drinker. Yes. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. And you say that now as opposed to making some Yeah, I me- and I remember the first time I said it, it's like somebody offered me some wine and I said, oh, I don't drink. And I was like taken aback at the fact that I'd said it out, out loud. loud. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a kind of bravado attached to imbibing large amounts of alcohol and bragging about the hangover. It's sad, really. My liver is my best friend. So somebody, I have to say, having a bottle of wine six days a week can't possibly consider as a cultural norm in this country. Uh, can it? Uh, in my 30s, I'm probably drink every month or two. Maybe just having a few friends uh, or with dinner. Uh, all my friends will be similar. 
So that's it's, it's a generational thing as well. Uh, interesting conversation. I'm surrounded by a lot of people in my life, both family and friends, who don't drink at all. I don't find it uh, that unusual not to drink. I have two young adults in my house. One does not drink at all. Uh, the other rarely. Uh, common in their social circle. Nobody comments. So uh, that's... Great, isn't it? Yeah, fantastic. I mean, things are definitely changing. Um, One day, you know, we won't be having like conversations (laughs) and writing books about the fact that somebody doesn't drink, you know? <laughs> but it's an important book. It's an important book. And thanks for coming in eventually because we tried to get you in over the years and there was COVID and all sorts of things. Uh, so good to see you. And the, the book is The Accidental Soberista, Kate Gunn. Thanks, Kate. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Do we much. have to take a commercial break? We do. And then I'll be down in Studio 8 when you hear me again. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1.